0: So, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Our son Dan lost his
1: job. Oh no! After 15 years, get a new boss, and he
0: was trying to communicate with his boss to say, "Okay, well, what, what do you want me to do?" You know, as far as his job was concerned, because they were doing some changing and stuff.
2: And then you answer him, or when you talk to him, yeah, and he he email him, anything.
0: He says, well, I
2: something yeah, was yeah, oh, then, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, they sure just get away it. maybe with yeah. his job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or a it all something else or something. Yeah. Yeah. So he got some yeah. 7 year stuff, but he's like a piece He says, give something do He wants to think about what he really wants to do. He says, maybe I'll just... Do something I enjoy. Uh, yeah. Start my it's own business, like he says.
0: I like to do um, handyman type stuff, and and he likes to. Um, maybe he says even even he could do handyman stuff during the day, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then do DoorDash or something at yeah. night or something, because he doesn't go to I sleep till
2: midnight, yeah. one o'clock every yeah. p- anyway. He's terrible sleep. So he said, but he said he's late. They treat their own people terrible and uh, personally, course the Americans they been more flat because the Americans will put up their handout uh, and, uh, but he said he's had to fight every inch of the way the one agree, so, uh, they wanted to get a degree so they didn't promote him do anything with it you know, i mean he just one disaster after another good money he had to get more. so he's, i think
0: he's kind of relieved in a way and of course a little concerned to be in years, you know. So, you
2: will know, <laughs> <laughs> direct you, bring you yeah, right. 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 to bring something that you're going to direct for the rest of your years, you know. something you can really Take pleasure if you're going to work, you know. So, yeah. so okay. Okay. At least it doesn't yeah. have the little ones at home. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. But, you uh, still so so have nice. to live in some
0: And I think you can is <laughs> a great Keep you know, anyway. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's I'm kidding. I accept that. I'm not actually will take instant.
4: Yeah, we have I mean we can make that work. But we use we use XLR but well, you know, it's not on the back of the
2: For sure,
3: yeah. But
4: you know, sort of that or are you gonna find something else for it to be done?
3: Well I just you know I don't know if my um, as wants me to start my own podcast. Strictly non-political, I feel they never work. <laughs>
4: Okay, <laughs> I need one for my. Family. We have, we have the fence we'll in my that. house. right now. Okay, we need we need one for this. We need just we just need two Are more. Shaking? Tell her to not to fold too. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the
3: fence is before in my awesome house. You know, over here we started one. So, well, you know, if you don't think wow. you can use it, I don't think you can use thing. it here. But you <laughs> can use that for a podcast. You can see the after.
4: Whatever setup you're the one that's on that already would make it fit most laptops as uh, yeah. is. Um, so, you know, if, if you're going to use yeah. a laptop, Glass, maybe that would,
3: that would work. Like, you, have, you have the clip between the You know, like, a, <laughs> a, you know, like a, uh, a that's the whole thing. also found out that I'm not I don't know if the whole thing is very orange or what, but it's That's not perfect. that
5: happens for Sure. So, 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 so We've so, so 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 been so so always, so God, so so we can always and if we ever have
2: special things, that's, that that's, really cool. by, that's, that's the, by the by. the by the so system yeah, today, and it took us 10 months to get
5: But that thermostat, which controls everything, was calibrated to negative six degrees. Than what it actually was. Six, six degrees
2: less? Right? Yes. So as the back was reading this morning, I walked in, it was Sonic here.
4: It was 78. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So mean, and I thought, no, 72.5. I said, there's no way that these can be that far off. Oh So I got in there and found that the calibration had been set for negative six degrees. So it's constantly not pulling for
2: heat and that's are it's above uh, almost
4: 80 and, and, and that's ocean. why the thing is. through really <laughs> yeah. so i put that it is now really exactly
5: what that says the i opened the windows this
2: morning to get the hot air out because it was it is hot i think we can close everything
3: up but that should help our our heating woes here and especially if we got in if we got into the summer
4: it would have been 40. Or, or really, really cold. If we would have walked in the door, it would have been like 60 degrees in here. Why is it so cold? So, anyway. Is it three of these okay. That's right. We're almost very dual-class to together. Let's close this one. Let's
5: close this one. Test it.
6: Good morning. morning. How are you today? Let's look at our announcements. Uh, Again, offerings in the offering box. Andrea's number, Days of Praise, and Acts and Facts are here. Uh, I'm sure you've noticed the baby bottles in the foyer. Please uh, take one and fill it for the fundraiser. Um, The uh, Claire Mays uh, family is postponing their memorial COVID, and the SGBA Camp 2021 held at Camp Leal this year, July 11 through the 16th. So get that on your calendar. That's fast approaching. Um, uh, The registration stuff will be here soon. Okay. Um, Jared's got a couple of updates for us uh, on some things, so go ahead. Yeah.
4: Um, The church received an update on Last night, via prayer chain, that the baby was going to be delivered early. Uh, the baby Hartley was born
2: last night at 10:57 p.m. by C-section. Um, Allison survived the procedure, but is in very critical condition. So, we have prayers for both baby Hartley, and we're thankful that the baby's
6: Thank you, Jared. All right. Anything else that we've omitted today or missed? Our scripture for meditation this morning is taken from Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Read verses 8 through 12. Hebrews 11, 8 through 12, 1875. Let's stand together and call on the Lord be with us in our service. George, could you open for us? Sure. Thanks.
2: Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we again give you thanks and praise for allowing us to gather in your name. We pray, dear Lord, that. Lord to see in our own lives and in this world that we live in the need to be a witness for your name. The need, Father, to speak forth the truth in love. The need, Lord, that we might warn the wicked of their doom. And pray, Father, that you would help us to be servants that would be faithful to that cause. Lord, we pray thy blessing on the services today. Be with pastor as he speaks, and we thank you so much uh, that you have allowed him the strength and the health to be able to uh, minister to our needs. We ask this now, Lord, in Thy precious name. Amen. Good morning guys will turn to me with me to page 476 in the Trinity Hymnal please. 476.
6: This morning is taken from Genesis, the 13th chapter, and we'll be reading verses 1 through 13. That's page 18 in the Pew Bible.
3: When you're ready, please stand <clears throat> Genesis 13, verses 1 through 13. <clears throat> so Abraham went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had, and Lot went with him. Abram had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. From the Negev he went from place to place until he came to Bethel to the place between Bethel and Ai where his tent had been earlier and where he had first built an altar. There Abraham called on the name of the Lord. Now Lot who was moving about with Abram also had flocks and herds and tents but the land could not support them while they stayed together. For their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together. And quarreling arose between Abram's herdsmen and the herdsmen of Lot. The Canaanites and the Perizzites were also living in the land at that time. So Abram said to Lot, Let's not have any quarreling between you and me or between your herdsmen and mine, for we are brothers is not the whole land before you let's part company if you go to the left i'll go to the right if you go to the right i'll go to the left lot looked up and saw that the whole plain of the jordan was well watered like the garden of the lord like the land of egypt toward Zoar. this was before the lord destroyed sodom and gomorrah so lot chose for himself the whole plain of the jordan And set out toward the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. Father in heaven, may you add your rich blessings to this holy and inspired word.
2: You will turn with me to 531 in the hymnal.
4: Our text is Genesis 13. In our study of the patriarchs, we have been looking at the footsteps of Abraham and Sarah and Lot as they journeyed by God's command from Ur and the Chaldees to the promised land of Canaan. After some delay in the town of Haran, the trail moved on after the death of Abraham's father, Terah, and they arrived at last in Canaan, which Abraham claimed by faith in God's promise. But God's covenant with Abraham was more than just about land. It had to do with a promised seed, a descendant of Abraham and Sarah, who would be the savior of the world, and thus a blessing to all of the nations. Came the impetus for him to travel south into Egypt, Egypt, by the way, in the scriptures stands for the world. And going there, he thought he could best provide for his wife and his nephew. But it was an utter disaster. It was a disaster. Fearful that the Egyptians would kill him to conscript Sarah, he convinced her to lie for him. When we get down there. You tell him that you're my sister. She did do that. In compliance. With her husband's wishes. But the worst happened. Pharaoh's servants took note of Sarah's beauty. He, They promoted her to the king. He took her into his harem. Intending to marry her. So. There was a continuation of the downward spiral in Abraham's life. He left Bethel for Egypt, the place under siege. That's what the Egypt means. He relied on his wits to keep himself and Sarah safe. It all backfired. It actually put him in more danger. Than before. So, how are they going to get out of this? Well, we saw God's providential intervention using indirect means. What did God do? Well, He sent serious diseases on the Egyptians. And Pharaoh figured it out. And so, He caught wind of Abraham's deception, He expelled Sarah. He expelled Abraham without any reprisals. That was good on his part. I mean, think about this. This is the king of Egypt. And he's been outwitted by two farmers from Canaan. But I think he
1: figured out was he better not lay hands on them.
4: But we cannot discount was God's providential intervention, are often discovered after the fact, same in our lives. We learned also the charge to beware of dabbling in Egypt, beware of it, it leads to ruin. Well, today's study finds
1: Abram and Sarah back to Bethel, much richer materially than when they
7: left. So
1: let's
4: pray as we come to God's word. Father, we thank you and praise you for your word. This is the Old Testament, but it contains stories of life that are pointing to the days in which we live. Life doesn't change much. Yes, we can see we're not farmers here, we're not raising cattle or sheep, but we make a living. So, And, and where do we make our living? Generally, it's in the world. We work for a company or a contractor or something of that nature. Or if we're in business ourselves, we are still working for employment. I pray, Lord, that you will help us to see the truths, the spiritual truths
7: that come out of Abraham and Sarah's life. To profit from
4: their mistakes, their sin, and also the good things that they did the praise and glory of Jesus. We ask these things. Amen. I want to talk today about two different life paths because we're going to see that in these two men that are in this text. I want you to note, firstly, the burden of excessive wealth. One would have thought that Pharaoh would have been so ticked off with Abraham and Sarah's lying deception that he would take back the dowry that he had paid
7: Abraham's
4: sister. Chapter 12. Well, for her sake, the scripture says, and Abram acquired sheep and cattle and male and female donkeys and men servants and maid servants and camels. Wow. Genesis 12, verse 16. But instead of reprisals, Pharaoh sent Abram packing with all the wealth he had acquired while in Egypt. Chapter 12, verse 20. Then Pharaoh gave orders about Abram to his men, and they sent him on his way with his wife. And everything he had. Genesis 12 verse 20. Okay. What was it that Abraham
7: had? become very wealthy
4: in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And we further observe from verse 5, also had flocks and herds and tents. So nephew Lot has cashed in on Pharaoh's magnanimous generosity to uncle Abram. That created the first problem. what's the problem? this this: both Abram and Lot were wealthy men
7: of pasture land to support.
4: All my problems would be solved. Wrong, 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 wrong. Now, some problems might be solved, but others would be exacerbated. Verse six. The land could not support them. We
7: well, were not able
1: to stay together. Well, they didn't think about that one, did they? So there's... I went online
4: for the United States to do a little research on farming, here's what I found out. In order to support 100 sheep, 100 sheep, you need 11 cows, 20 acres. Just as a comparison, he had 7,000 sheep so that means he needed 2,100 yoke of oxen. A yoke is two, so that's a thousand oxen. How many acres does he need? He needs 1,820 acres. For sheep and cows, oxen, three thousand nine hundred and twenty acres
7: or six.
4: Whoa. Okay, but we do not know how many sheep and cattle,
1: nor do we know what lot has.
7: What we do know is that these two ranches ramp- That's the first problem.
4: At that time. Genesis 13, verse 7. Just think about this. The inevitabil- inevitable happened. Each one of these patriarchs had their own household of servants that helped to manage the livestock. That is, but a kind of rivalry. Rose between the servants. And again, because the paradigm.
7: Vision is usually selfish
4: vision. It sees only what it wants to see, it dismisses the needs of others in the panoramic scope. While looking out for itself. Aggravating these things all the more. Is Moses observation.
7: And where they were viewed as.
4: Foreigners. So, not only did their livestock pasture available, their livestock infringed on the pastures of the native residents. I mean, there was the potential for hostilities to arise with the local folks. At the time of Isaac, he too, the scripture says, became rich and his wealth continued to grow and he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. The tension became so great that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, told Isaac, Move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. Genesis 26, verse 16. And so Isaac complied. He moved his livestock to Gerar. But, you know, thereafter, every time (coughs) Isaac dug or reopened, well, (coughs) the Philistines would argue that the water was theirs.
5: Hmm.
4: You see, water rights were as important as grazing rights. No water, no survival for the livestock. similar issue with the Canaanites and the Perizzites. Came up with a reasonable and generous solution to this tension. Look at verse 8 and 9. So Abram said to Lot, let's not have any quarreling
7: between Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll
4: go to the left. Genesis 13, verse 8, verse 9. Wait a minute. To whom did God promise this land? Let me read it for you. Genesis 12, verse 6 and following. Abraham traveled through the land as far as the soil. To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar to the Lord.
7: Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an
1: altar
4: to the Lord, and he called on the name of the Lord. Okay, what claim did Lot have on the land? Lot. Zero. No claim. Aaron had died in Ur before Terah, Abraham's father, moved the family to her. This left Lot, an orphan, with both his father and his grandfather now dead and gone. So, Abram graciously, however disobediently, I might add, Permitted Lot to tag along the king. I say disobediently because he was told to leave all of his.
7: He went to Egypt. They came back from Egypt. Now there's tension.
4: was more than, uh, you go here and I'll go there. No. Abram issued no predetermined directive to Lot. Instead, he offered Lot first pick of the land. Verse 9. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left wait a minute, wait a minute. Doesn't Abram know that his livestock are in jeopardy of dying from hunger and dying from thirst? Doesn't he realize that as the person God called out of Ur of the Chaldees, God had given
7: him the land? What could he be thinking?
4: You know, Lot has been like an albatross for many years, dragging along, hanging around Abram's neck, taking advantage of Abram's generosity. Lot has been sucking the lifeblood of God's promises to Abram for himself. Couldn't i A- I'm sure he did. But he also saw something else. Verse 9. Excuse me, verse 8. Let's not have any quarrels between you and me. Or between your herdsmen and mine. For we are brothers. We are brothers. You say I thought Haran was Abraham's brother, and Nahor, to name another, Genesis 11:27. Well, they were his blood brothers, but
1: Abraham's, instead he's talking of Lot
7: as his spiritual brother.
4: Each of them hold as believers and followers of God. We are family in a totally different manner than the world would handle such matters among themselves. Remember Paul rebuking the Corinthian brethren, who were filing listen to this. They were
7: fellow believers and using the secular courts to plead their case. And completely
4: defeated already. Why not, Paul's still talking, why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? Instead, you yourselves cheat and do wrong, and you do this to your brother.
1: Does Abram share the pasture land with Lot?
4: Is he under obligation to parcel out the land and to give Lot first pick? No. Couldn't he point to the Negev, the southern part of Israel, and tell Lot, Hit the road, Jack. Yes. Will he do that? No. Why won't he do that? Because pain in the neck and all, and leech that he may be, Lot is Abraham's brother in the faith, and Abram would rather err on the side of generosity.
1: So Abram swallows his pride, he makes no demands
7: based on. On the cover, animosity dead
4: in its tracks by preferring Lot and his choice of homestead over his own. You choose, Lot. You you choose. Go ahead. Abraham took the path of love and kindness and generosity and the willing path to suffer loss to keep peace. Not many people would do this. Contrast, Lot's pathway of choice, his pathway. In short, it was a pathway an exercise in self-preservation, selfish.
7: Words Sodom
1: gives me the creeps. Even think about
7: that.
4: Verse ten, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt towards Zoar. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So
1: Lot chose the
4: whole plain of the Jordan. Out towards the east, the two men parted company. Genesis 13, verse 10 and 11. Brethren, there's more here than the sin of greed. There is that sin here. He chooses the whole plain of the Jordan. What's that? That ran from the Sea of Galilee, if you have your map in the back of your Bible, from the Sea of Galilee in the north to the Dead Sea in the south. And Lot didn't even blush to claim all of that What was he thinking? I'll tell you what he was thinking. He was thinking of all that water amply available for his livestock. He was thinking of the lush fruit and crops characteristic of both Eden, the Garden of God, and Egypt with its Nile tributary giving life and greenery to otherwise desert sand. He thought, my livestock will flourish there I will not have to dig wells anymore or rely on them to water my animals. This will be easy. I like easy. So I choose easy. You know, the eye gate is a powerful vehicle that Satan uses to lure people into making sinful choices. Verse 10 says, Lot looked up and saw.
1: That's all it took to feed his
4: propensity towards greed. Oh, it happened with David too, you remember? One evening, David, I'm reading scripture got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace and from the roof he saw he saw a woman bathing the woman was very beautiful and david sent someone to find out about her 2 samuel 11 verse 2 and 3 and you know what happened it resulted in adultery It resulted in murder Bathsheba's husband. It resulted in the death of their child that she conceived. It resulted in the division of the kingdom when his own sons revolted against him. That one decision. Have we forgotten the lesson of our first parents? When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it and she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Genesis 3 verse 6. The Apostle John gives us this warning. Do not love the world or anything in the world If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. 1 John 2, verse 15 and following. Lot didn't heed this warning. His eyes fed his greed. He just had to have what he saw. Next, verse 12 says, Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tent near Sodom. Who? Why just near Sodom? Why not take up residence in Sodom? Well... I think Lot, like so many professing Christians in our day, would have known how to answer. I do not live in Sodom because, verse 13, the men of Sodom are wicked and are sinning greatly against the Lord. Well, that's a good answer. That's a biblical answer. Lot thought as we do. I know my limitations. I know right from wrong. I know Sodom is sin city. There is all kinds of immorality and lawlessness in the streets. But it also it also affords a certain amount of advantages too. I mean there's the art museums, there's the fine restaurants, there's the magnificent public fountains and pools, there's the concert hall, there's the theaters, there's the sports arena, This can't be denied. We think, may I not enjoy these advantages and still not get swept away in Sodom's lifestyle? Yeah, that's possible for a person whose devotion to God is first and foremost. Speaking personally, I enjoy a fine symphony symphony at a concert hall. I like visiting the art museum. But even these pose a danger if we allow these likes to be cloud our thinking. If we make allowances for pornography, which the world calls art, if we make allowances for acid, hard, Rock, which glorifies illicit sex, drug abuse, and even certain crimes, and calls that music. When there's little or no discernment in these matters, the third step of degradation is sure to follow. What's that? Genesis 14, verse 12 says that when a federation of kings came against Sodom to capture its people, I'm reading scripture, Lot was living in Sodom. Uh Uh-oh. Not just near Sodom, but now in Sodom. Really? Peter tells us that God... Rescued Lot, a righteous man, who was distressed by the filthy lives of lawless men. For that righteous man, living among them day after day, was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. 2 Peter 2, verse 7 and 8. Tormented daily in his soul? Yeah, but he still chose to live there nonetheless. Lot was like some of the house hunters portrayed on the international home and garden TV show. They want an apartment or a condo in the big cities of Europe or England because they want to be where the nightlife is booming where the bars and the nightclubs and the wild parties are an every evening event. The cravings of their hearts seek to be satiated with the wicked lifestyle of the rich and famous, if only to be near such in the neighborhood. Lot was tormented by what he saw and heard, but you know what? His wife... His daughters, their husbands, they were not tormented by the things they saw. And when the trumpet of judgment from God was about to blow, Lot's wife and daughters hesitated and his wife couldn't help herself from taking one last minute peek of the city when the fireballs of judgment were falling upon it. And it cost her her life. There's one more stage in Lot's downward spiral. Chapter 19 verse 1 tells us that when when the death angels arrived in Sodom to destroy it, Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. The gateway. What does that mean? Well, the gateway was where the magistrates, the judges, the mayor, and other political figures carried on the governmental duties required to run the city and adjudicate disputes between the citizenry. For example, when Sarah died in Hebron, Abram had no place to bury her. So he appealed to the Hittite, Ephron. Here's what we read. Ephron the Hittite was sitting among his people and he replied to Abraham in the hearing of all the Hittites who had come to the gate of his city. No, my Lord, he said, listen to me. I give you the field. I give you the cave that's in that field. I give it to you in the presence of my people. What's he doing? This is a public hearing at the city gate. And he says to him, bury your dead. Genesis 23, verse 10 and 11. That's how important the place of gate was. In Deuteronomy, Moses gave God's law on how to handle idolatry. How do you handle it? Take the man or woman who has done this evil deed... To your city gate. Stone that person to death on the testimony of two or three witnesses. A man shall be put to death. But no one shall be put to death on the testimony of only one witness. The hands of the witnesses must be the first in putting him to death. And then the hands of all the people. You must purge this evil from among you. Deuteronomy 17 verses 5 and following. Capital punishment for idolatry was administered at the city gate. So, Lot is sitting at the city gate. What does that mean? It means he had become a government official in the city of Sodom. But he was not respected as such. When the angelic destroyers came to Lot's house. A mob of men tried to force him to surrender his guests. Get out of our way they replied. And they said. This fellow came here as an alien. And now he wants to play the judge. We'll treat you worse than them. And they kept bringing pressure on Lot. And moved towards breaking down the door. Genesis 19, verse 9. You see, Sodom's judiciary cared nothing for righteousness or just decisions. They used their political clout to do as they pleased, even if what they intended to do was wicked beyond imagination. See, Lot had made little inroads in turning. All of that around. He was amusing to the Sodomites. A farce. As his sons in law indicated when he came to warn them hey, you need to flee. God is going to judge this city. We read his sons in law thought he was joking. Genesis 19, verse 14. Always oh, lost his testimony. Yeah. Lot had chosen a path of compromise and silence on the important issues of life, all to try to maintain his wealth and his lifestyle, and he did. He chose this path, and he ruined himself. If you know the rest of Lot's story, it's not a pleasant picture at all. What, then, are some of the lessons from the Pathways That we take. Well, like Lot, many foolish Christians choose expediency and self solutions and they build a house of straw. Did Lot trust God for his future? No. Did he make his choices based on faith? No. Instead, he looked through his carnal eyes. And he saw what appealed to his flesh. He put his brain power in motion to make his mark on society and build a fortune for his family. And he was willing to compromise his faith for the commodities of the world. To live with the immoral and wicked of society because they, in his mind, could take him to places of success that Uncle Abraham's faith just couldn't do. Let me ask, what are you willing to compromise to get ahead in our world? Your faith in God? Your integrity? How about your family? The theologian F.B. Meyer observed, how many have stood upon those Bethel Heights intent on the same error that took Lot thither. Age after age has poured forth its crowds of young hearts to stand up in exceedingly high mountains while before them has been spread all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. The tempter whispers That for one, just one act of disobedience, all can be yours. In assurance and self-confidence, eager to do the best for themselves, prepared to consider the moralities only in so far as these do not interfere with what they held to be the main chances of life. Thus have they succeeded. Generations looked towards the plains of Sodom from afar. And alas, like Lot, they tried to make stones into bread. They have cast themselves down from the mountainside for angels to catch them. They have knelt before the tempter to find his promises broken. The vision of power and illusion and the soul beggared forever. And the soul, trusting the tempter with hollow laugh has disappeared, leaving his dupe standing alone in the midst of a desolate wilderness. It's what Satan does tempts us with the baubles of the world. The psalmist tells us wherein true blessedness lies. Blessed is the man, woman too, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, in whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does prospers. Psalm 1, 1 to 3. Lot took a path that ignored every one of these principles. And in the end, nothing he did, nothing he did prospered. Gets worse, you can read about it in Genesis. Second lesson here is this truth beware of rationalization. Beware of claiming a certain course of action because God is in it when in fact the only one in it is you. I can hear it all now. Lot looking down from Bethel, the house of God, and thinking, hmm, I know Sodom and the cities of the plain are inhabited by wicked people. But after all, those people need the witness of the gospel too. Quite true, those wicked people did need to hear the gospel. But Lot was not thinking of witnessing the gospel. (laughs) His actions did everything for himself and nothing for God. His heart was set on personal prosperity and preservation and opulent living and prestige among the people of the world and easy street. You know, it's always easier to fit in with the world than to stand in opposition to the world. I don't know if you know this, but this is the first place in the Bible which mentions the word wealth. Wealthy Abram and wealthy Lot. But each man handled his grace of God differently. Abram managed his livestock and holdings for God. Lot managed the same for himself. Abram was content. Lot was greedy. Abram was faithful. A steward of God's gifts. Lot represents a person who is obsessed with By his possessions. He lost them all. Including his wife. In the judgment of Sodom. He's an example. Of what Paul wrote to the Corinthians. As he spoke on the need to be careful. How one builds on God's foundation. Paul wrote. This work will be shown for what it is. Because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire. And the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives. He will receive his reward. If it's burned up. He will suffer loss. He himself will be saved. But only only as one escaping through the flames. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 13 and following. Ah, This was Lot. And this is also misguided believers in our day. He rationalized that the path he traveled would all work out in the end. Boy, have we heard that one. It'll all work out in the end. Will that be enough for you? When you stand before Christ, will it be enough to boast that you didn't lose the one talent God gave you? No, you didn't lose it because you buried it. But are you able to say that you put His gifts to work for His glory? That you've doubled your stewardship through faithfulness. We all need to be brutally honest here about the paths we set for ourselves to walk in this life. The paths go somewhere. And if we're on the path, t- those paths are taking us with them. Be wise. See what God approves. See what he does not approve. Choose wisely. Choose righteous paths. May God's Spirit give us the discernment that we need. Because the devil comes in and says, Oh, this is not so bad. This isn't terrible. Just trying to trip us up. Trying us to make make us feel good about sin. not realizing that in the end destruction and the abyss await. God protect us. Lord, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for the warnings of your word because we use the eye gate sometimes, oh, well, many times I should say. We use the eye gate to see things we shouldn't be seeing. And to reach out and take them because the eye says, oh, they're wonderful. They're beautiful. They're to be had. They're prosperous. Lord, help us to really have eyes that are full of righteousness. The devil comes along and tries to make The little baubles of the world look like they're paradise. Oh, if we just had this, everything would be great. The world is full of the devil's lies, of people who took his advice, and things did not turn out great. In fact, they turned out terrible. We remember Jesus' temptation by the devil. He took him into a high mountain, a pinnacle of the temple as well, three different places, and showed him all the wonders of the world and said to him, All these I will give you if you will bow down and worship me. See, the devil can't do that. He doesn't own the... Yes, he was... Is the ruler of this world? It was a genuine offer. By God's grace, our Lord refused and set before us a righteous path, a Saviour. I pray that you'll help us to see that all that glitters is not gold. That stone that looks like it's a diamond—it's quartz, utterly worthless. May we find true righteousness true riches in jesus we ask for your glory and our good amen from trinity hymn Noah, let's sing number 486 in trinity 486 Lord for the truth the reality that in Christ our sins are washed away and cleansed but only in Christ we can't work our way to heaven we can't do enough good even the good that we do has ulterior motives to it so we're really stretching it to say that they're good works or that they're good deeds But the work of Christ is perfect. Can't be added to. Can't be subtracted from. I pray that you will bless us with this truth. For that one that's outside of Jesus' blood and righteousness, grant them faith today. Draw them by your spirit to become your children. Help them to realize that just like Sodom and Gomorrah, there's a day coming for judgment. And when it comes, there will be no escape unless we're in Christ. Thank you, dear Jesus, for your shed blood. You paid the price for our sin, for our wickedness, if in fact we will have you as Savior. But if we won't have you as Savior, There's no price. There's no escape. I thank you, Lord, that you draw us to yourself by your spirit. Draw whom you will today. Save whom you will. For the glory of Christ and his kingdom, we pray. Amen. We are dismissed. (laughs)